0: Hello, everybody. This is Taj and Emma here for another podcast uh, episode. And our series is obviously for future remote employment. I have Taj from Pebril. Hi, Taj. Thank you so much for coming today and joining us for this podcast um, to share your insights and experience with us.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, Emma. It's no- nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So um, tell us a little bit Little bit about yourself and your work experience and your background.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah, I I, uh, come out of the media publishing world. Um, Mm -hmm. I uh, co founded a media publishing organization uh, in 2003 with my co founder, uh, Michael Itkoff, uh, who is also Fables' co founder. So we've been in business together for. Uh, 16 uh, going on 17 years um, and, uh, and we published a lot of visual content. We were uh, publishers in the, uh, the art and design market and uh, through the process of building and growing a media publishing organization uh, that started in print media, of course, we were interested in digital formats and digital experiences that were high value and high touch. And through the, I think, failures of many legacy media publishers that were trying to navigate the divide between print and digital, we, uh, we learned uh, that we were gonna try to do things differently. Um, and so we began to experiment with developing uh, technologies inside our media publishing organization that would help our teams to efficiently produce very beautiful, very visually lush and engaging multimedia pages of content uh, that would delight audiences and return uh, very uh, phenomenal engagement results. And it was through living this and solving our own Challenges as media publishers using software that we came to recognize an opportunity to support brand and product marketers increasingly using content uh, to uh, market their brands and products and services as media publishers um, to uh, to 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 help them do that better um, and. So we took this technology and we further evolved it and we started a new company, which is Fable. Um, and so that's a bit about my, my background and my work experience and the origin story of what is now Fable, which is uh, exactly that. It's a software platform for marketers to uh, sort of enable the transformation uh, to media publishing, uh, which is happening very quickly all around us.
0: Right. So Fable, nice name. What's the story uh, behind mm-hmm. the name itself?
1: Yeah, um, well, a, a fable, of course, is a, is a type of story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and it's a story that, that uh, has meaning or a lesson or some values imbued in it. Uh, and the, the fable is a tradition in storytelling uh, that you know, has been and is today um, uh, ubiquitous across cultures uh, and, and throughout time. And we very fundamentally believe in the power of storytelling, uh, in the use of narrative to uh, affect uh, an audience uh, in a way that's relatable, that's humanizing. Uh, And so uh, as a a group of people behind Fable who are trying to make the internet better through the work that we do, uh, one way that we hope we can contribute to that is by promoting the use of storytelling and narrative um, and hopefully storytelling and narratives that are imbued with meaning and uh perhaps an ethos uh and so that's uh that's a bit behind the the name fable but right, we did so drop the we, we, we did drop the e because it's one character shorter so dot <laughs> <F-A-B-L>. co. <laughs>
0: any any reason behind it or is it just a marketing or a brand name that you wanted to separate yourself
1: yeah, exactly that. Um, you know, we we uh you know, fable with an e being a word. Uh we wanted to 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 be a little bit different and you know, being in in marketing ourselves, um it was one way we could do that. It's also one character shorter. Um and uh and and it 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 looks good. So
0: <laughs> And sure does. So, are you Elevating the stories for startups predominantly, or established firms also coming to you for branding needs.
1: Well, actually, as a software platform, um, you know our our clients' stories are elevated through their use of our technology. So mm-hmm. we are not an agency that does the storytelling for our clients, but rather, we're a software platform that helps marketers, that have messages, that have stories, to take them and transform them into very beautiful on-brand multimedia page experiences that work across all devices and platforms. So the best way to really think about our software is as a a next-generation content management system, if you will, that is purpose-built for branded content, for content marketing. So rather than the marketing group uh, needing to rely on a a CMS that was built for website management like Drupal or WordPress or Sitecore or Adobe Experience Manager, um, the, the, the software Fable is built specifically for marketers to support them in the type of page creation and page publication that... Is exactly aligned with their need and with the uh, the, the the sort of audience taste <laughs> uh, in 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 the modern web uh, era. Um, and so we uh, we do uh, have partners, uh, you know, from a strategy standpoint, uh, from a uh, uh, you know sort of marketing consultation standpoint that we can bring to help our clients if they need to develop a content strategy uh, or uh, you know, source uh, great storytelling content that they can then publish using our software. But um, as a software platform, we don't actually do the storytelling for our clients. We just help them make that you know, very impactful to drive great results off of that and to uh, create tremendous efficiency for the marketers Such that they don't have to use, uh, you know, a lot of designers and developers and third-party agencies to make uh, these phenomenal experiences of of the stories.
0: So you already have visual templates in place for them to utilize?
1: There are templates that can be accessed um, but one of the ways that we differentiate from a lot of the sort of page publishing solutions or content management solutions is that we don't require our clients to select from uh, a preset uh, rigid uh, template library and then kind of force their content into it. The page building environment is kind of like a blank canvas and it can be populated with content containers for an image, for a video, for a quotation, for text, for a form, for a product. And then those can be styled and moved around, Uh, you know, everything is on brand. So it uh, automatically applies the client's branding for their fonts and their logos and their colors, even if those are custom. So everything looks and feels controlled by the brand uh, and isn't limited to rigid templates. And then once there's a page format that's been created, that's working, that the marketers like and that their audience likes, that can just be duplicated with a single click. And in so doing, it becomes a template for future uh, story pages. So uh, we, we, uh, we take a little bit of a different approach in, in that way. Um, but we also can support clients that say, you know, look, we don't really have the ability to design the first batch of stories that will become templates. We, you know, we publish four types of, uh, of, of content. Uh, maybe it's a customer success story. Uh, it's a product page, uh, you know, it's an event page, um, and it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, a case study or, you know, something like this. Um, and then we, we we have tons of different, uh, very successfully formatted pages of content that we can uh, populate their account with as templates so that they can get going right out of the box. Uh, so we offer that, but um, it's not a requirement.
0: Right. Um. As a founder, or have have you ever worked as a remote employee or a remote employer in any Uh, capacity? Both,
1: absolutely. Most of my career, uh, I I, I have either uh, been uh, a remote employer or uh, a a remote uh, employee, so to speak, yeah.
0: What's your takeaway from it? What are your insights in the sense, what, in all these years working, what would you think you should have done a little differently or um, left it unchanged?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think uh, for one, the time has never been better than now. And, you know, and and I mean, I mean uh, now as a general term, you know, this sort of era of, 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 of of technology for remote uh, employment um, and management Um, uh, because technology workflow Uh, communication, uh, you you know, mobile platforms, uh, you know, data transfer uh, across mobile networks. I mean, these things are quite new and are very ubiquitous in the developed world. And as such, they enable uh, connectivity to the best people that might have lives in a different part of the country or the world that would historically have, you know, precluded them from being able to add value to the organization that could really benefit from, from the value they can bring. And so I see, you know, technology as driving, um, you know, a lot of the success around mobile workforces, um, and, and remote, uh, you know, work, um, uh, and that, that's a very uh, new and contemporary you know, reality. Um, uh, I'd say the challenges are that um, you know, human, human experience and human interaction is as relevant as it ever has been. In fact, I would argue it's probably more important because we spend so much time you know, isolated and we spend so much time, quote, connected uh, to other people through technology, but not connected, you know, face-to-face in the same room. Um, and uh, so I think it's really about a balance. You know, if, if the day-to-day is remote, uh, that there are regular opportunities for uh, in-person offsites, sites um, you know, monthly, quarterly, wh- whatever the case might be, but that there's regularity to that, that there's a prioritization, that there's investment that's made in that, uh, and that it's critical, in my mind, to uh, establishing and maintaining uh, you know connection that uh, is is not remote and uh, and to nurturing culture that um, is very difficult to nurture uh, unless we spend time together as the social creatures that we are. Um, so I think it's really about a balance, um, and that there are great benefits to remote work, um, but they're also, you know, great challenges. And so I'd say to answer the second part of your question about what I might have done differently is uh, to have prioritized the in-person, you know, off-sites or meetups as a regular, you know, a, a regular event. Um, you know, that, that's something that historically uh, I, I didn't do too much of, um, but I'm really seeing um, as being, you know, critical to successful uh, remote, uh, you know, employment or, um, uh, you know, management.
0: Right. So to make it a little more meaningful, perhaps.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like to, to, you know, to, to, to really, um, and and to ensure, you know, retention and, uh, there's nothing like sitting, sitting, especially when conflict arises, which is inevitable, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I embrace, Healthy conflict, provided it's constructive and both parties are ultimately working toward the same outcome, which is resolution um, you know we, we we stretch and we learn and uh, and and grow through healthy conflict um, help, you know working through something working through a difficult uh, dynamic or project or you know uh, like d- differing perspectives on priorities uh, remotely is a much, much different thing than it is, uh, together. Um, and so, you know, opportunities that, um, that, 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 that are uh, regularly structured for that together time create a forum for the inevitable conflict to be worked through. in what I perceive is a much more healthy context or environment to seek that resolution. Um, versus, you know, if, if we're having a, if we have a 30 minute you know, Zoom Scrum with different team members and people are coming in and they're feeling a little bit upset about the direction that they see a project going, um, and they don't feel like they really have the time or that this is the forum to express those concerns. They then don't, or they do, and then the time ends and everybody gets off the screen share and goes back to their lives and they're feeling frustrated. They, they, there's not the context for working through that stuff when they're, you know, their their perspectives might be very valuable to the project um, that a decision is being made about. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's really, again, about a balance b- b- between the two, but, uh, but provided that regular in-person time does exist and we can all plan around it and structure that well. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, going off and working in our own space, on our own time, um, is, uh, is, is, a, is a phenomenal asset. Hmm. So
0: how do you think Faber, promotes the idea of remote employment. How do you as a founder or how does Fable as an organization um, push the idea forward? Whether within the um, borders of the USA or globally?
1: Yeah, so uh, we, I mean, we do have a remote workforce. I mean, we have little I guess nodes of uh, of of team members in, in specific geographies, but for the most part, we're a very dispersed team, and that has been um, uh, that has been precipitated by our people first approach, believe it or not. And it might be uh, seemingly a contradiction, but you know, we always try to engage the right people for the 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 need or the objective of the organization and if they you know live in a different part of the country or the world but are the right person and we determine that they're the right person uh and a relocation isn't uh realistic Mm -hmm. um are we are we not going to engage them are we not going to hire them no (laughs) they're the right person you know so we work through the challenges that come with uh, a dispersed team or a remote workforce um in uh in, you know in 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 every way possible um but we're very much focused on you know the right people and the right fit uh for the company um and i i attribute you know a a huge amount of the value that we've created in fable as a team to this people first approach
0: so how do you think places like Gepo can push fable and vice versa
1: um, I mean, uh, well, I mean, starting with the, the, the vice versa, um, you know, I, I think conversations like this are, are really healthy because we can dive into, uh, a topic and explore it from, uh, from, you know, different perspectives. Um, and, uh, and, you know, even, uh, you know, bring perhaps like contradictory, uh, you, you know, <laughs> ideas into the same space and, uh, and, and talk about them. Um, I think, you know, uh, the, the, the comment that, that I made when you asked me the question about things that I've learned or, you know, do differently than, than I used to. That resulted in my talking about the in-person meetups. I'm not sure, you know, what Gaper is doing to, to that extent, but um, I would hope that the that these types of insights from employers that work with uh, with dispersed or 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 remote teams, um, you know, could lead into uh, offerings that um, that 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 Gaper and you know and, and other uh, service providers like Gaper might introduce to. Um, respond to some of the known and documented challenges for uh, dispersed teams. Um, and then, relative to how Gaper can help a company like Fable, I mean, as a, a, a company that does manage uh, a dispersed team for the most part, um, you know, uh, an organization like Gaper is great in that it's a, a platform for connecting, uh, you know, remote employers with remote workers um and whatever you know tool or platform we can leverage to help us find the right people regardless of where they are and know that those candidates are uh are being you know matched because of they're looking for a remote opportunity um you know we, we can kind of cut through the where are you, are you open to relocating because we know where they are and we know that they're not open to relocating and just focus on the people. And so it's another channel through which we can, uh, you know, look for uh, for, 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 for resources uh, f- with a technical background, of course, um, and uh, we're a tech company. So um, I think, you know, Gaper can be really helpful to companies like Fable in that regard
0: right so just to sum it all up how do you think that energies um and strengths can be synergized either um caper and fable or you know other components can be worked collaboratively in order to propel the idea of, of remote employment and or creating linkages and networks that keep um you know synergizing and uh, gaining better results than before how do you yeah that you know the future basically
1: yeah um well i i I don't have a crystal ball unfortunately (laughs) but um you know i think the uh the, the, something that comes to mind uh, running a software company is that we're, we're always ma- you know, managing, w- managing and maintaining what we have, our platform today, and building for tomorrow. Um, and there's always another tomorrow. And so to whatever extent possible... Uh, Gaper maintaining a relationship with its partners, clients, uh, et cetera, to understand product roadmap and future state of software platforms will allow for Gaper to proactively uh, perhaps respond to the perceived need, um, uh, you know, as it approaches. Um, I'm sure you know, working with tech startups that, you know, oftentimes the, the, the pace of things is very, very rapid. And so sometimes the, the, the reality of, you know, which partner we engage with is more about timing than anything. You know, if we have, uh, you know, three partners that kind of offer, you know, different versions of the same service. Um, And all of a sudden, we have need for that type of service. It's probably the one that we already have, you know, a relationship with, um, either, you know, have done business with before and and have had success with or, um, you know, have stayed in in touch with and have experienced some value creation from even though money hasn't changed hands. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's trust there, right? And so, when the need is, is upon us, we're likely to go with that service provider. And so to whatever extent possible, um, you know, leveraging the data and insights that Gaper has from its client base, of course, anonymously, but um, you know, given similar types of technologies and you know, staying close on tracking product roadmap um, and then you know, bringing, uh, bringing regular value to customer prospects I think will likely result in uh, you know more more business because Gaper is you know being proactive and is building trust and is demonstrating uh, their value its value beyond just the remote technical workers that can be accessed through your platform because there are a lot of remote technical workers and there are a lot of matchmakers out there you know
0: mm-hmm. well, thank you so much for such. An amazing fable that we can share with our <laughs> audience and um, it has been quite an in- interesting podcast and uh, thank you so much for your time
1: yeah of course thank you for your interest and your time and um, yeah we'll, we'll be in touch
0: of course of course and uh, we hope we are able to re-engage with you in future for a different podcast probably And uh, we would love to hear more stories and pun unintended right now for different Mm -hmm. um, experiences that um, other tech startups and startups and founders because um, I think the podcast is all about getting um, the word out there and encouraging people to think beyond the certain proverbial box. And Mm. um, insofar as to push them into that startup ecosystem. Mm, Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much, Taj.
1: Yeah, thank you. Okay, take care.
0: Have a nice day. Bye-bye.
1: You too. Bye-bye.